Hey guys, this is Julie from Snow Day Productions, and I'm really happy to bring you some information you can use. Akron Adventures is sponsored by Macaroni Kid Akron. Your local resource for family-friendly events, Macaroni Kid connects families with the organizations and businesses that create programming and fun for kids of all ages. Spend less time searching for events and more time having fun with family. Find out more and subscribe to a free weekly newsletter at akron.macaronikid.com. That's akron.macaronikid.com. Snow Day Productions presents Thief in the Night, Episode 4. Lisa and Reggie stared at Maya in the dark as they sat on Lisa's bunk. How can we find out who's taking stuff and making it look like I did it? Lisa whispered. There's like a thousand people in this camp. We can't watch everyone. And what if they're done? Asked Reggie. Even if they don't take anything else, the damage has already been done. Maya shook her head in the dark, though neither Lisa nor Reggie could see her. First, who snores like that? My grandpa doesn't make that kind of racket, and he's as old as dirt. Second, whoever is behind this might be done stealing, but at least two items we know of are missing and haven't been found yet. And, and it stands to reason that if someone is framing me for the thefts, they're going to plant the missing items near me or my stuff, Lisa finished, feeling more like herself than she had since they'd arrived at Camp Cuyahoga. So who are our suspects? Maya asked. Look, I know you like her, but Cynthia has to be top of our list, said Reggie, her voice soft and low. No, you're right, Maya said. Cynthia isn't always nice. And she was way too smiley tonight. I agree, she's the most obvious suspect. I think she saw us sneak out. Did you see her face when Miss Melanie tore into us? I bet she's the one who woke everyone up and raised the alarm, Lisa said. And Jessica's ring suddenly appears next to your bed in the middle of the night while the three of us are nowhere to be found? I don't think so, Reggie added. So what do we do? asked Lisa. I think we need to go through her stuff. Backpack, duffel bag, shower kit, her bunk, all of it, said Reggie quietly. And both Lisa and Maya stared. Wow, Reg, said Maya. That's hardcore. Reggie's right, said Lisa. We could follow her everywhere, hoping to catch her in the act, but it's simpler to cover as little ground as possible. If she took the watch and the marble, what was the other thing, a coin? Planning to plant them in or near my bunk, we need to find them sooner rather than later. We have to move in the morning. I'm in, Maya said, but let's be clear. If we're caught, we are all getting sent home, maybe even jail. We're agreed then, said Reggie but her voice sounded nervous for the first time. How should we do this? Finally, Lisa spoke. We should split up. One of us has to stay with Cynthia at all times, be the diversion to keep her away from the cabin, while somebody else stands guard at the door and the third person goes through her stuff. You can't be at the cabin, Maya said quickly and a little too loudly. You're already under suspicion, 
And if anything goes wrong, it will look even worse for you. Agreed, whispered Reggie. We've got that wood skill scavenger hunt in the morning. We're going in pairs. If Maya and I pair up, you can sneak back here and search the cabin, Lisa interrupted. I'll pair up with Cynthia for the scavenger hunt in the woods. She'll probably be snarky the entire time, but I'll be smiling inside, knowing what you guys are doing. And bonus, she's my alibi if anything goes wrong, which she would absolutely hate. Yes, hissed Reggie, grabbing Lisa's hand. That's what I like to hear. We'll solve this. We've done it before, right? Right, said Maya, putting her hand on top of their clasped ones. We're missing Henry, but we'll grab him at breakfast and fill him in. Lisa and Reggie nodded, and despite the darkness, they could see well enough to recognize the huge smiles on their faces and the familiar, determined glints in their eyes. Lisa walked into the mess with her head held a little higher than she'd been able to achieve the day before, despite her eyes being puffy from crying. Maya and Reggie flanked her on both sides, but when they tried to walk in the door, Reggie clunked her head on the side post of the doorframe. Ow! She exclaimed, rubbing her forehead and frowning. They squeezed tighter, leaning forward, until they burst through the doorway like a glob of ketchup that finally spurts out after being stuck in the neck of the bottle. Well, that was cool, muttered Lisa, trying to ignore the laughter she thought must surely be aimed at them. But Reggie laughed, and Maya wondered aloud if they thought Sloppy Joe's might be served for breakfast. Lisa and Reggie both grimaced. The girls made a beeline for Henry, who was sitting with several boys from his cabin. His head was down as he concentrated on eating his cereal. Henry, can we talk to you? asked Lisa. Henry looked up, noticing them for the first time. Oh, um, I guess. Brody, who sat at the other end of the table, leaned forward with eyebrows raised. Hmm, secret meeting? he asked coyly. Figuring out what to do with the stolen goods? Ignore him said Maya, not even looking in Brody's direction. Henry, we could use your input on something. It's important. Brody stood up, the bench making a scraping sound and forcing several boys who were still eating to be moved back, away from the table. I need a meeting too. Whoever wants to win the wood skill scavenger hunt today, follow me outside and you can be my partner. We're going to crush the competition. Great idea, said Maya brightly. That worked out pretty well for your soccer team yesterday. Oh, no, wait. It failed miserably, and we actually won. I forgot for a minute. Brody glowered at her. Whatever, he said, looking pointedly at the boys at his table, who all began to shovel cereal into their mouths as they tried to get up from the table at the same time. Henry looked at his friends and seemed to relax. Man, Brody is not the easiest kid to be around 24-7. I'll bet said Reggie, and Henry relaxed visibly at the sight of his best friend's faces filled with sympathy and understanding. I hate missing everything stuck over in the boys' cabin. What's going on? The girl sat down at the table, empty now of everyone but Henry. They leaned in, a tight closed circle, and their excitement was like electricity in the air as they caught Henry up on what happened in the cabin last night after they split up. We've got a plan though, Lisa said. We're going to find out who's framing me and put a stop to the stealing and lying. I'm going to team up with Cynthia for the scavenger hunt to keep her away from the girl's cabin while Maya and Reggie search her stuff. 
We need you to keep a more general eye on the others as the group moves through the woods during the hunt, like Brody and maybe Gwyneth, and stop anybody who starts heading back to camp. Are you in? Henry scowled at Lisa, mildly offended. What do you think? He asked. And then everyone laughed, together again, before they got down to the business of planning the details. All right, listen up, Miss Melanie shouted. Does everyone have a partner? Does each team have a copy of the clues and the equipment you'll need to complete the scavenger hunt? Lisa looked quickly at Cynthia, who was reading the clues they'd need to follow. She still couldn't believe Cynthia had agreed to be her partner. When she first approached her, Jessica and Gwyneth were both standing beside her, arguing with each other. Lisa had approached and stood just far away enough in the crowd to go unnoticed, but close enough to eavesdrop. Look, Jessica, Cynthia and I are like best friends, Gwyneth explained patiently. We go to the same salon to get our hair cut, our moms get their nails done together and have lunch every Tuesday. So, what does that have to do with anything? demanded Jessica. I get Cynthia. Even though we just met at camp, we have the same taste in clothes, and when my ring went missing, nobody cared more than she did. Did you even remember how she was the first one to realize it had been stolen? Before she lost her nerve, Lisa stepped into the group. I think Cynthia should be my partner, actually. Gwyneth and Jessica stared at her, speechless. Cynthia turned to Lisa, one eyebrow raised and a slight smirk on her lips. Why would I want to be your partner? she asked. It was a reasonable question. Because you're not just pretty, you're smart. And so am I. I know a lot about animals and birds and the woods and, well, a lot of other things. And because you want to win, and so do I, I think together we will. Lisa still couldn't believe it, but Cynthia had looked at her for a moment, her head tilted just slightly as she considered what she said. Okay, you can be my partner, she said. Okay, Lisa had said, more shocked than even Gwyneth and Jessica, who turned away, agreeing with zero enthusiasm to be partners. I guess I'll go get our gear. Meet you back here? Yeah, said Cynthia. I'll get the clue sheet. And here they were, about to get started. Okay, critters, be sure you have water, a shovel, a compass, and a clue sheet. Every team has a different set of clues. Do not stray from your partner under any circumstances. You should be able to complete the scavenger hunt in about an hour if you follow the clues and don't dilly-dally. And begin! About half the kids took off running, randomly, into the woods. Lisa and Cynthia stood, ignoring the people racing past them, and leaned over the clue sheet together. Where blue meets green bisected by brown, look for your clue beneath a crown. They looked at each other, minds racing. The lake, Cynthia said, and Lisa nodded once. Right, she said, and not where the canoes are. There's just sand there and we need green. The far side of the soccer field where it slopes down to the lake. Without answering, Cynthia started running toward the lake with Lisa right behind her. When they arrived, somewhat out of breath, they scanned the shoreline, 
where the open grass slowly gave way to bushes and stunted trees that reached almost to the water. It was a tangled mess and looked impossible to get through. Nobody ever walked over that far. Bisected by brown, Cynthia murmured beside Lisa. And just as she said the word brown, Lisa's gaze lit on a large tree limb that had fallen and was stuck out about two feet into the water. Blue meets green, bisected by brown. This way, she yelled, already running. She had to go slowly when she got to the end of the grass, picking her way through the tangled green growth, with Cynthia right behind her. When they reached the branch, Lisa stepped out into the water, her shoes immediately soaked through and sinking in the mud. Below a crown, said Cynthia, frowning. Are we looking for an actual crown here? She turned around, peering into the tangled brush. No, no, the top of a tree. You know, the leaves and branches, the shape of it. It's called a crown, said Lisa. And together, the crowns of a bunch of trees growing right next to each other, they touch and that's called a canopy. They both looked up, and directly above the fallen branch that cut in half, bisected the blue water where it met the grass, was the green, leafy crown of a maple tree, and hanging from a string was a rolled-up piece of paper about three feet above their heads. Lisa, check it out, Cynthia cried, pointing. She tried to jump, but they were both ankle-deep in water and mud. Wait, Lisa said, pulling her backpack off and fishing around inside. She held up the foldable camp shovel in triumph. Use this, you're taller. Cynthia unfolded the shovel to its full length, reached up, wrapped the string around the metal blade of it, and gave it a sharp tug. The string broke, the rolled up piece of paper fell through the air, and Lisa caught it deftly with one hand. The two girls grinned at each other and sloshed their way back to the grassy bank. They unrolled the paper and two matching friendship bracelets fell out. Suddenly things were awkward again, until Lisa shoved one in her pocket. Ready for the next clue? She asked briskly. Cynthia shoved her bracelet out of sight too and nodded. Yeah, what's next? Oh, moaned Maya, eyes closed as she took another huge bite of her sloppy joe. Reggie rolled her eyes at Henry, who laughed and took a huge bite of his own sandwich. Okay, now that we're all here, can we please talk about what happened today? Henry asked. This whole framing Lisa with stolen goods thing is urgent. Maya started, talking with her mouthful. Nothing really happened on our end, which was the main thing. We went through all Cynthia's stuff. Shh, Lisa interrupted. Gosh, Maya, why don't you announce it to the whole mess hall? She hissed. Settle down, Lise, nobody heard me, said Maya, but she leaned in and lowered her voice anyway. Reggie and I came up empty. She stood by the door and kept watch and nobody came by. I went through Cynthia's backpack, her duffel bag, all three of them, that girl brought way too many clothes. Even under her mattress, nothing. Nothing at all? Lisa asked. Well, there was a huge makeup bag with like eight lipsticks in it and a note from her mom that said, don't forget to look your best no matter where you are. Can you imagine bringing all that to camp? My grandmother says we are way too young to wear makeup, Reggie said. Well, sounds like that was Cynthia's mom's doing, not Cynthia, Lisa said. 
She felt weird defending her, but she and Cynthia did have a couple of good moments on the scavenger hunt. Maya shrugged. Yeah, I guess, whatever. Anyway, I had one scare when I was digging around under the mattress. I thought somebody was at the window looking in and I was busted. I heard a sound and I jumped a mile. But when I looked around, it was just a stupid bird sitting on the windowsill. A bird? What color? Asked Lisa quickly. I don't know, black? Said Maya. Yeah, I don't have anything to report either, said Henry. And frankly, my job was the hardest. I had to actually do the scavenger hunt while trying to keep an eye on people going in all different directions in the woods. You guys gave me a job that was literally impossible to do. Reggie laughed. Did you see anybody at all? We did hear a shriek nearby at one point, and I ran toward it and saw Brody dancing around like he was on fire. Something about a spider in his hair? I didn't stick around to see if he survived it. Dude, a spider in your hair is no laughing matter, Maya said with a shiver. Well, we didn't solve the mystery, but maybe whoever was trying to frame Lisa has changed their mind, asked Reggie hopefully. Yeah, that seems unlikely, said Lisa. Hearing the worry in her friend's voice, Reggie said, But Lisa, today was a total shocker, wasn't it? I mean, Cynthia agreed to partner with you, and then you guys won the whole scavenger hunt. I was totally shocked when we circled through the woods and came back in and heard you two beat everybody. Yeah, that was really the hardest part, said Maya. Having to pretend we got lost and didn't find any of our clues. If we hadn't had more pressing business, I bet Reg and I would have beat you and Cynthia. Maybe, said Lisa with a smile, and maybe not. All the girls were now inside their cabin, and the door was shut for the night. Lisa sat on the edge of her bunk to pull her sneakers off. Only two days left, she thought. Today was actually pretty great, and if nobody tries to make me look like a thief for the next two days, this could all turn out okay. She stood up, sneakers in her hand, and bent over, just enough to shove her shoes underneath the edge of the bed so she wouldn't trip over them if she got up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. She pushed them beneath the bed, out of sight, and as she straightened up, she froze, as everyone else in the cabin froze, all conversation dying as silence fell upon the other 15 girls. Silence, broken only by the sound of something rolling across the floor, dislodged from its resting place beneath Lisa's bunk. It rolled, something hard on the wooden floor, the sound amplified by the stilled voices, the staring eyes, Every lantern hanging on the post of every bunk in the room, shining, it seemed, directly on the huge cat's eye marble making its way across the floor. Akron Adventures is written and produced by Marlia Weiss, Julie Drew, and Casey Shevlin. Our theme music is written and recorded by Philip Anderson. You can hear more from him at philipandersonmusic.com. Support for Thief in the Night comes from the Akron Children's Museum, Spring Garden Waldorf School, and the University of Akron. Don't forget to subscribe to the Akron Adventures podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. Episodes every Thursday.